If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Well, Lori was back in court this past week for a motion hearing, and the defense team is not too happy with the way the wording was for Lori's conspiracy charges. Plus, Lori had some very interesting emotions and behaviors in court this time, more than usual, and there may have been a little message to Chad Daybell. So we're going to dive into a little bit of each. So now, let's get into it. First, Chad Daybell, Lori's husband, was not in court. Lori came decked out in makeup and her usual hair curled with it pinned up a little bit and people were making comments on that. Plus, she came in with a light gray blouse on and black pants. Usually she wears baby blue. Maybe she caught a little bit of wind that we're guesstimating what she's going to wear and she's throwing us off by wearing something different. But first, let's talk about the charges. The way it was worded in the indictment, it says conspiracy to commit first degree murder and grand theft by deception. And that's for Tylee and then also a separate one for JJ. Now, the defense is arguing that no, it shouldn't be worded like that. And the prosecution is saying, yes, it should be worded that way. So the defense says that the conspiracy to commit murder and the conspiracy to commit grand theft are two separate conspiracies. We believe it would be confusing to a jury to be able to figure out what elements were met when the elements were met and to what extent the elements were met. And Mr. Thomas, who is representing Lori, said that to proceed to trial would be fundamentally unfair for his client. Now he says, I'm not saying that the jury isn't sophisticated enough to sort through that, but I've been practicing law for 20 years and this particular charge baffled me. Now this is where Lori starts being very animated with her face. I'll talk a little bit about that and her behaviors in a minute, but let's just get through this part. He says, I have issue with the state saying, hey, we can lump all these things into one conspiracy charge. And as long as they find one of these conspiracies, then the conspiracy is met non-muffler guy just went by. He says it doesn't make a lot of sense that way. Once the murder is committed, the alleged conspiracy is over. But Rob Wood says, no, wait a minute, that's not true. You can have multiple conspiracies going on. He says, There can be ongoing conspiracies. It ended when Social Security stopped paying out the money that was being stolen. One was to murder Tylee Ryan and to steal the Social Security money that was allotted to her. And one was to kill JJ Vallow and steal and collect the Social Security funds that were allotted to him. We believe the jury will find that there was this agreement that they agreed to commit these two crimes. Now, Judge Boyce didn't make a decision in court. He said he's going to figure it out behind the scenes, and then do a written decision. Remember, both pled not guilty way back, and they are both facing the death penalty. Now, when you watch this whole hearing, and I'll put it in the description box below, you're going to see that Lori has a lot of facial expressions. She smiles, she giggles, she even furrows a little bit. Just a little different than what we're used to. We're used to the smirking. We know there's the smirks. But there is some, you know, a little bit above 
what's going on. And of course, in true It's a Crime style, I watched that thing over and over to see where it was where she was doing these smirks and, and that kind of thing. I don't think she was that comfortable during that motion hearing. Her breathing rate was quite high. I think she thinks that Rob Wood is an idiot, in my opinion, the way she uh, reacts to him. Also, by the end of the hearing, I'm surprised, I am very surprised that she didn't do a pageant wave when she left. I am not even joking you. Once you see her behavior, I'm surprised she didn't do one of those. It was like she was, well, I mean, she is on display, but for her, it was awesome. Even when she was leaving, she was just all smiles, all eyes are on her, and she's in her, in her glory, in my opinion. So before I point out a couple things, let me know below, did you see this motion hearing? Let me know with a heck yeah or a heck no. Now, back to this conspiracy to commit first degree murder and grand theft by deception. When I go through it, I just want to point out a few things. Maybe I won't read all of it, but it says, on or between October 26, 2018 and June 9, 2020, Chad Guy Daybell and Lori Noreen Vallow did endorse and espouse religious beliefs for the purpose of encouraging and or justifying the homicide of Tylee Ryan. On or about August 16, 2019, Lori Noreen Vallow did change the deposit of Tylee Ryan's Social Security benefits from Tylee Ryan's J.P. Morgan Chase account to deposit money directly into Lori Noreen Vallow's personal BBVA bank account. And that's around the time two weeks before she moved to Idaho, and that's also the time where she was getting rid of JJ's dog. It says, on or about September 1st, Lori Vallow did move from Chandler to Rexburg. We know that. It says, on or between September 9th and February 1st, Lori Noreen Vallow failed or refused to contact the Social Security Administration as required by law to inform the Social Security Administration of Tylee Ryan's death. And between September and January, Lori Noreen Vallow did wrongfully continue to collect five monthly Social Security survivor benefits on behalf of Tylee Ryan. Now remember, Lori didn't report Tylee missing or JJ missing, and we did not see Lori plead for the safe return of her children. In fact, we heard her say to Melanie Gibb over a recorded call that she knows where JJ is and she knows that he's happy. She also told the cops that JJ was at a frozen movie which just happens to be the winter time when they came knocking and he was frozen in the ground and so that's an important thing to uh, remember there was also a couple things in here that talked about the move alex went there and that kind of thing now when it comes to jj vallow it says a lot of the same things and it also says here that on or about November 26th, that's when the welfare check happened, Lori Noreen Vallow provided a false and or misleading physical location of JJ Vallow to law enforcement during a lawful investigation. And she failed to also contact Social Security Administration because she was also collecting benefits for JJ. Obviously, he was no longer living. Let's get into the smirks. The judge did call her Lori Daybell. She looked a little surprised at that. Close to the beginning, when they were talking about appeal purposes, the defense was bringing some topics up, saying, you know, for appeal purposes, he says he wants this noted. And that's where she started smiling and smirking. I just wanna make sure uh, for appeal purposes that the court is aware that we are relying upon those uh, uh, constitutional amendments. 
Okay, and I do understand that those... As they were talking about the appeal, something very interesting happens with Lori. She actually brings her hand to her um, to her chin, and we've never really seen her do that. Numerous times I've never seen her do that. I don't remember it anyways. If you know that, let me know below. But she brings it to that, and you can see what looks like a black ring. Obviously, you're not allowed that in jail. But it looks like, and thanks to Nate Eaton, he got a <laughs> he got a close-up shot of it. It looks like one of the elastic bands you put in your hair, a black elastic band just wrapped around. So I wonder if that was a little, you know, nod to Chad Daybell and her showing him, oh, look, honey, you know, I'm still married to you, blah, blah, blah. I think that's a manipulation tactic, in my opinion. Let me know your thoughts below. Now, here's where I think, in my opinion, Lori looks at Rob Wood like a complete idiot. Anything he says, she kind of smirks and rolls her eyes and like just like, it's almost like she thinks unbelievable what he's saying. But there was one point I literally think if looks could kill, but hang on a minute. I'm gonna go through this. It says, Rob's talking about the death penalty. He's talking about these controlling factors, but Lori tucks her arms underneath her chest like this and then she checks out her girls for a minute. It's pretty interesting, have a look. As Mr. Thomas did state, that is controlling. Uh, it's the Supreme Court of the state of Idaho. That analysis starts, uh, their analysis starts with a discussion of Ring versus Arizona, which is the case that found that death penalty needs to be found by a jury. Um, as the motion hearing progresses, they start talking about the punishment. So obviously the death penalty is on the table for conspiracy to commit murder and also life in prison, right? But grand theft is a punishment up to 14 years. So they're talking about how this can be confusing and why they want to separate these charges. Now at times, Lori kind of seems bored about this. At some points she's listening, sometimes she's actually thinking, and uh, sometimes she's just having a grand old time, in my opinion. The defense says, I've been practicing law for 20 years, and this particular charge baffled me, and I had to work through it, and I still have issues working through it, and this is what I do for a living. As he says that, she kind of is like, yeah, he's done this for 20 years kind of thing, and Rob's an idiot. But I've been practicing law for 20 years, and this particular uh, charge me. The defense says the state is wrong. The state needs to realize that, yeah, this needs to go back to the grand jury and it needs to be conspiracy to commit murder, separately be conspiracy to commit grand theft. And he says a person's life is on the line, meaning Lori. He says the state's attorneys are here to seek justice, not just a win. And Lori has, you know, a yeah, nana, nana, boo boo kind of thing. And what they're arguing, in my opinion, Your Honor, is wrong. Uh, the state's attorneys here uh, are here to seek justice, not just a win. And uh, they're here to protect the Constitution and the rights of all those in the state of Idaho. Then Rob Wood talks, Lori finds this, like she's literally laughing. He says there's an issue about filing something timely. She's laughing. She says the state was late in discovery. It was already given to co-counsel. I take issue with that. Lori's laughing. She's, she's totally getting joy out of Rob, possibly getting in trouble because the judge starts talking about, you know, the trial isn't until January. Lori's giggling and he's starting to ask questions meaning the judge to Rob Wood. But 
Rob Wood starts saying something, and seriously, there's this is where it comes up if looks could kill. Rob says, conspiracy is the crime. It's one crime, however diverse the objects. He's quoting something. And then it says, the state believes there are three conspiracies. There are three agreements. The crime of the conspiracy is the agreement, and Lori's now getting animated about this, and the overt act to further that agreement, and she does a minor little shake with her eyes closed, and he says, whether the act is illegal or not, it doesn't have to be. Number one, to murder Tylee and steal the social security. Two, to kill JJ and to steal and continue to collect. We do believe they are linked and so they aren't completely separate. Jury will find that there was this agreement. And when he said this, Lori shoots him a look and she stays locked on him. And I tell you, I immediately thought of Charles and when he said that she's going to murder him with her powers, I thought of that right away. Just same thing like she looked at Charles and she just looked like she was going to destroy him. Have a look. And so the, the state believes there are three ag criminal agreements. One was to murder Tylee Ryan and to steal the social security money that was uh, allotted to her. One was to kill J.J. Vallow and to steal and continue to collect the social security funds that were allotted to him. And those are the two counts that are at issue today. Uh, we, we do believe they are linked. Um, and so they, uh, they aren't completely separate. Uh, they, they are linked together and we believe that the jury will find that there was this agreement uh, that uh, they agreed to commit those two crimes. And as Rob keeps talking about this conspiracy and conspiring, to, and conspiring to kill someone, she gets pretty animated. The defense said something earlier that this is fundamentally unfair. And Rob is now disputing this. He says the law isn't unfair because it's bad for the defendant. That doesn't mean it's unfair. And, says, and he says that there's no crime in which it is in favor of the defendant. But watch Lori's reaction. For instance, if person A and person B agree to kill person C, they've, they've made the agreement, that's the first part, and one of them purchases a gun and they drive there and then they get stopped before by the police, they've still completed the crime of conspiracy uh, because the, cons the crime is the agreement and then taking an overt act in furtherance of it. It's not the completion, it's not, um, uh, it's not the completion of the crime, it's the crime is the agreement and the case law on that is clear. Um, and so even if the jury is entitled to see those elements, which they will in this case because they've been charged with those separate crimes as well, um, they don't have to find those elements. They don't have to find a single element of those crimes to find the crime of conspiracy. There, I, I found no case law to suggest that, that, that that's the case. And I don't believe there is any case law to suggest that because the crime is the agreement and the overt act. Now the judge starts talking about conspiracy and the punishment that goes along with it. You know, the death or the 14 years, but he says, do you pick the higher one or do you pick the lower one if they were to keep this charge together? Now Lori finds this hilarious apparently. Have a look. And the next issue I had is back to what Mr. Thomas brought up also under the uh, statute that sets out the punishment for conspiracy. Uh, it's whatever the punishment is, as it states, for the crime or offenses they combine to commit. 
So if there were a guilty verdict returned on count one and or count three, uh, what do you believe is the statutory uh, required maximum penalties for that offense where you've got one offense that's only a 14-year maximum, one is up to life in prison or death? Uh, do you pick the higher one? Do you pick the lower one? Does it matter? Do you pick both? Could they run consecutive? Um, those are questions I have also with these two separate different offenses and going to uh, what, what would a punishment be then if you got there? And Rob responds to saying the higher punishment would be the one that rules. You know, I, I think, I don't think it's that confusing. I think they're punishable by the underlying sentences. So up, they, they can receive the death penalty for conspiracy to commit murder. And I, I think that's well established. And I think in this specific case, if the jury is to find them guilty here, uh, the ultimate punishment for that is, is the death penalty. Um, and I think when you, you just look at it in a common sense approach, that lower sentence is swallowed up in the higher sentence anyway. And so I, I don't find that to be an issue. I think, uh, I think the, the statute is clear. I think the statute even, I mean, it uses the... Uh... You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It uses the plural with the word offenses as well, so I think it already contemplates that. I think whatever the higher one is, is the one that controls. Okay, I appreciate your response on that question as well. And as he says, they agreed to murder someone, Lori looks up to the sky, and he says, and steal money linked to that person, and the crime is the agreement. We disagree that this is confusing. Um, and uh, Without going into uh, the, the grand jury proceedings, the grand jury didn't have a problem with it. I don't think... Uh, a jury will, uh, a trial jury will have a problem with it. Because again, if you really break it down to what the crime is, it's not that confusing. The crime is that they agreed to murder someone and steal money linked to that person. And the crime is the agreement and an overt act. Um, and as long as we establish that, um, then the jury can make the finding either guilty or not guilty. Um, so now we have to wait for the judge's ruling. And it's interesting because as Lori was leaving the courthouse, East Idaho News was out there, they were filming, and they could see, we all could see, Lori leaving the building in her bulletproof vest. She was all smiles and giggles and jail makeup, and she got into the vehicle and she flashes her pageant smile again, wondering why she didn't wave at that point. That's how crazy pants it was. A lot of people were riled up, especially when you think about it. We know Lori's ridiculous, in my opinion, in <laughs> your opinion. But in seriousness, they're talking about facing the death penalty. And as they're talking, they're talking about her allegedly conspiring to murder her children and collect the benefits, right? So I don't know what's so funny, 
And one more thing, when Lori was walking, do you remember way back in the beginning, we saw Nate Eaton from East Idaho News say, where are the kids, where are the kids, where are the kids? As she's walking in Hawaii with Chad Daybell and they're having a grand old time. And he kept saying that, well, this time he said something to the, to the effect of, you know, what did you think in court? I so wished, I so wished that Nate Eaton would have said, like, you know when you play things over in your head after like, oh, I should have said that? I literally thought, why didn't he say, well, I guess we know where the kids are now, Lori, hey? You know, that kind of thing. What are your thoughts? Let me know below. What would be your choice of words as Lori was coming? Well, let me put it this way. What would be your question for Lori? I know we have choice words, but what would be that question? Let me know below. You can check out my over 150 videos on the Lori Vallow Daybell case here, or you can check my most important ones on the case. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you soon.